Welcome to the podcast. I'm Mark. And I'm Krista. And you're listening to Practical Prepping Quick Tips. Are you ready for the next natural disaster or one of the little emergencies that life throws your way? Practical Prepping for Everyday People. This book is available from our website, on Amazon, or wherever books are sold. Hi there, and I appreciate the fact that you have tuned in to the Practical Prepping Podcast Quick Tip. I've been thinking about summer travel. This past uh, Memorial Day weekend, a lot of airline travel records were shattered as more and more people are taken to the skies to get out and go and travel. You know, for the last two to three years, people have felt kind of deprived. And I think a lot of us really just want to get out, go places, see things, and experience new adventures. And we want you to do that too. In fact, we're going to do some of that as well. So I'm glad that you've come in here tonight to tune in with me for this quick tip. I'm going to talk about summer travel preparedness. It's a very important topic. And again, let me reiterate, go and have fun. Go learn something. Go to a special place. Go visit relatives. Just get out and go and have fun. But you know, don't forget your safety. Be prepared as a traveler. In any way that you have decided to travel, whether it's by air or car or train or bus or horse and cart, however you want to go, go and have fun. And you'll have a great time if you'll remember a few things. I've compiled a list of seven tips to help you with your summer travel preparedness. Tip number one, do your research. I know of some people that are actually planning to leave the country and tour Europe for a little while. They have been doing several weeks worth of research of every city that they plan to visit, and they also want to know the location of the State Department in these foreign countries. That's good information to know. We don't want you to have an emergency, but you know things can happen. You're going to need to know where the State Department is in any country that you visit outside of the United States if you're an American. You're also going to want to know whom to contact in the event of an emergency. So make sure that you have that information well in hand before you go. Tip number two, don't draw attention to yourself. Don't be that tourist with the touristy clothes and the touristy behavior because there are people out there that are looking for you. The tourist. You don't know your way around. You'll approach any stranger and ask directions, and that can be a little bit dicey. You've got to be very careful whom you approach who is a stranger to you. Sure, there's some people that will help you, but you don't know that. You've got to be extremely careful about how conspicuous you are in your clothing and behavior and about approaching people and asking for directions or indicating that you're having trouble with the language. There are so many apps now that you can download to your phone that can actually translate for you in real time audibly. Look into that. Also think about this, and this is going to be under the don't draw attention to yourself tip. That is, invest in some clothing and gear that is designed to thwart pickpockets. There are actually special t-shirts 
and garments and gear that you can carry that will absolutely discourage a pickpocket because they are out there. They're in the bus stations. They're in the subways, the train stations. They're in the airports, and they're looking for someone who's not paying very good attention. So do not draw attention to yourself. Just dress like everyone else and behave like everyone else. Tip number three, before you go, make some copies of your important documents, such as your passport, your driver's license, or any other form of ID, and scan these documents online so that you can save them to your computer, just in case you're in a situation where you may need this information to get home in case you are robbed or if you've lost something. It does happen. God forbid, but it does happen. Okay, tip number four. Keep your family and friends updated. Send a few trusted people a copy of your itinerary before you go and check in with these people regularly. It really does save a lot of anxiety, a lot of worry, a lot of angst when people have some idea about where you're supposed to be. There have been too many stories where someone has gone off on their own, perfectly innocently, to go on a trip somewhere. Nobody knew they left the house, and nobody knew where they went. And so there they are, missing. And for all intents and purposes, the loved ones think that person's missing. And they're not. They're having a great time in Las Vegas or whatever, and they decided to keep it to themselves. Well, don't. If you're going anywhere, anywhere, let someone know. Lives have been saved because people who had that itinerary and didn't get a check-in were able to alert authorities and found a lot of lost hikers that way. It does happen. Hope it doesn't happen to you, but do that little bit of homework before you go. Tip number five. Be very wary of any public Wi-Fi, the kind that you see in the hotels and the restaurants, particularly if you're traveling outside the country, but even in America as well. And also be very wary of any charging stations that you see in the airports and the malls. Let me share this with you. Back in April, the FBI state office out of Colorado discovered that a great majority of public charging stations in the airports had been compromised. When people went to charge their phone or their tablet or their device, they didn't realize they were downloading malware and also monitoring software innocently as a victim now because whoever's behind it, the bad actors who do this, now have access to your device all the way through a public charging station. So how do you thwart that? How do you stop that? Here's how you do it. You carry your own charger and your own USB cord and you plug in to an electrical outlet and don't use the public Wi-Fi. And another thing that you can do before you go is to set up a VPN, a virtual private network. This will allow you to access the Internet in a secure way so that you know you're not going to be hit with malware and monitoring software. So be very, very careful about that. All public Wi-Fi is not your friend. Tip number six, safeguard your hotel room. That means when you're in that room, you need to keep that door locked and chained. You need to keep your window shut. You know, you, there's a little device called a jammer. You can actually buy this thing called a jammer, 
and you can slip it under your hotel door, and that'll prevent, even if somebody busts the chain, they can't get past the jammer. You need to also give the impression that you're in the room, even if you're not. Here's how you do that. Put the Do Not Disturb sign on the outer door handle and close all the blinds or curtains, maybe even leave the TV on, on low. It indicates it seems like someone is in the room when they're not. And a lot of times a criminal is going to bypass a room that sounds like there might be someone in there because they want to break in when somebody's not there. Also, this is a very big tip right here. Do not open the door to anyone, even if they tell you they work for the hotel. You can't trust that. You need to call the front desk and ask if the hotel ordered one of their employees to your room. They can tell you yes or no. So be very careful that people that say that they work at the hotel, that's one of the ways they get the door open. You're going to do that same thing at home. When someone comes to your home that you're not expecting and they say they work for the electrical company, well, call the electrical company and find out if there's a dispatch at your address. I think you'll find that that is a good bit of security right there. Tip number seven, be very aware of your surroundings. In other words, don't let your guard down. Sometimes you're going to want to take a group picture and you hand your phone off to some stranger to take a picture and you all put all your purses and bags down and stand over at the Trevi Fountain so that you can get your picture made. And all the while, the accomplices over there that you're not seeing are making off with your purses and bags. So don't do that. Be very, very aware of your surroundings. And don't indicate to anybody that you strike up a conversation with that you're traveling alone. A lot of people will do this. I've actually heard of people saying, yeah, I'm traveling alone and I'm looking for my soulmate. You know, and like, oh, don't be giving out information like that. That can travel around to the wrong ears and get you maybe in a situation you do not want to be in. So don't indicate that you're traveling alone. I don't care if you're male or female. Don't do it. A male might think that they're safer telling someone they're traveling alone, but 10 thugs can jump that one male in the back alley, and there you go. So just don't do that. Also, if you see that someone is acting kind of suspicious, particularly toward you or maybe others, make some sort of authority aware of that and leave that area immediately. Do not stay there. It's just not safe for you if you've just got that uncomfortable feeling, that gut feeling inside that says, depart. You need to follow that, and you need to do that. Also, under being aware of your surroundings, something else you'll want to do before you travel, particularly if you're traveling far or out of the country, and that is to consider travel insurance and also look into the details of any health insurance that you have. And I'll tell you a story about this. Many years ago, when I lived in North Carolina, there was a very nice, sweet little middle-aged couple that lived across the street from me. And they had saved up for years and years, and they were taking themselves on a four-week tour of Europe. And it was going to be glorious. And for the first two weeks, from what I understand, it was glorious. An absolute lifetime dream. But on the third week, the husband of the couple fell with a heart attack right there in the middle of Europe. I believe they were in Spain at that time. And he immediately got medical care and he did survive. But it became a bit of a thing because their insurance was a little bit dicey when it came to outside of the country care. And so for large expense, 
they did fly him back with a nurse accompanying them on the airplane. And they did, they did a medical life flight back uh, from Spain to America and got him further medical care here in America. And he did recover and they did go on with their lives. But their trip was cut short. Their finances were almost wrecked because they had to pay out of pocket for everything that happened over there. And then coming back in, all the airplane flight and everything, it was kind of a large problem. And a simple phone call for travel insurance or a simple update to the health insurance could have really been quite an advantage. Did they know this was going to happen? Of course they didn't know. They never planned for anything like that to happen. But it happened. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Because as you know, I'm telling you every time that stuff happens. And that's why I want you to stay prepared. So I want you to understand that traveling safely is a wonderful thing. I want you to have a great time. But I don't want you to forget your smarts when you go. We're going to have the episode notes for this quick tip. If you'll go to www.practicalprepping.info slash 384, you'll be able to see the seven tips for safe summer travel. And I hope that you have a wonderful time, and I hope that you have gained some value from these quick tips. And if you have learned something or gained some value from these quick tips, would you be willing to give back, perhaps maybe by buying us a coffee? You can go to our website and click on the link, Buy Me a Coffee, at practicalprepping.info. And your support means a great deal because it helps us keep the podcast going. It helps us continue to have this little conversation that you and I have, although I'm doing all the talking and you're doing all the listening. But I want you to know that I appreciate you listening to me. It means a lot that you would care enough to support us. And thank you for the emails that you're sending. I mean, it means a lot to us to hear from you like this. You're a friend to us and we care about you. Because stuff happens, we all need to stay prepared. So you go out and have a good summer and have a wonderful time. And Mark and I will be back with some more with Practical Prepping in the near future. So remember, stuff happens, stay prepared, and we will see you next time.